You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. And yes, he knows that we are not up one. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Warriors. (laughs) What a game. And to... Everyone out there that was like, "Man, this is so, this is so stupid," no, including no, my wife. No, my no, wife listens to this serious. podcast. My wife listens to this podcast, and she's been so mad. She, I sat down, I grilled out tonight, and we sat down at the table, turned on the game. And I was like hyped about it. She's like, "I don't even care. I don't even know why you want to watch this game. It's Warriors and Cavs again. It's like this every year. I don't care. Why do you care?" I'm like, "It's the best two teams, man. Like, actually, it's not the best two teams." Warriors uh, and Rockets. Man, the way the Cavs played the Warriors tonight, I think they could have beat the Rockets. For sure, yeah. I mean, I think they would have won more games. I mean, I, I picked Warriors in six in the series, but it's like what we just said, man. That, that was the game for Cleveland to win. They played I, Jordan Clarkson 17 minutes, and they almost uh, won. Um, Is Steve Kerr just like playing around with it, just like laughing? Because I think you're playing JaVale and David West. You're playing, no, you're playing, you're playing Looney, Jordan Bell, and Twaggy P all at the same time. Yeah, Looney and Jordan Bell can hold their own. David West and JaVale, that's why I tweeted out during the game. I was like, if David West can log center, if log can, can log big man minutes in the finals, any of these draft guys can. Speaking of which, today we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do ten questions. We got five each questions that we're gonna ask each other, uh, kind of like what Isaac does and what we do sometimes with guests. We're just gonna do uh, straight up, you know, ten questions. We got all kinds of different stuff. Uh, which of the top ten players in the draft could play in the finals? Could not play in the finals? Uh, which player in the draft would you most want to have lunch with? Uh, stuff, random stuff like that. So we got some good questions that we're gonna ask each other, um, talking all about the draft because you know. We're uh we're not in the finals, and I saw somebody though tweet out that uh, looks like the Warriors have a lineup out there that has uh, no nobody that can guard LeBron. Call that the JJ Barea lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, this oh, is JJ. this is so true. So anyway, we're still going on about the draft. So <laughs> yeah, that's what Mass fans want to hear about. I mean, this is true. They don't want to hear about hear us talk about LeBron and the Warriors. We did have another record day the other day. I think it was that's crazy, guys. Tuesday awesome. or Wednesday, one of those two days. We had a record day. Yeah, it was like Doncic and something else. And yeah, I think if we if we release one of the podcasts a little later, then it gets a bump the second day. <laughs> oh yeah, we did do that Doncic one though. That's true. That's all right. All right. Isaac, give me your first question. Let's just go every other one. So give me your first question, and then I will uh, ask you one. Ooh, this is fun. This is fun. Um, let me make sure I'm recording first. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> question. <was> sad. <laughs> question number uno. Do, 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 do. I would t- I would say it like the HQ guy. 
but he gets annoying. I don't play HQ anymore. Do you play HQ? I never played HQ. I played it, and then some, one of our, some of our friends were over, and uh, this guy's wife won it while nice. like they were while they were over, and we all got super hyped, <laughs> and we were all like cheering. We're like, "Holy crap!" And she won fifty eight cents, and <laughs> I literally have never played it since because I'm like, that would be the what, biggest letdown. Yeah, ever. what's the point? Anyway, question number uno. Who will be the best point guard of this draft class in five years? Are we counting Doncic? No. I'm going to go. We're going with Colin Sexton, yeah. Trey Young, Gilgis Alexander. If you want to go deeper, Elia Kobo, DeAnthony Melton, your boy. <laughs> Man, after, after yesterday's pod, not my boy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the absolutely jacked Trey Young. <laughs> Dude's gained 13 pounds and people you would think that he just not nah, Look at this man. Right? Look at this man right here Isaac. Tell me he is not just I haven't seen this picture. <laughs> shredded. Did you see Kyle shot? Kuzma uh retweet it? No. He's like you got to chill on the on those uh He's like easy on the flexing is what he said. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I know the Lakers are your boys, but I'm here for all of their Twitter so, and social so media great. game. So They're funny. awesome, man. I it, the best case scenario, the Mavs get a guy that is going to go back and forth on on uh, on Twitter because there's just not a lot of Mavs guys that are are on social media a lot. But Dennis Dennis is like the other day somebody yeah. said that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. reminds me of a young Denzel. <laughs> Dennis just quote tweeted and said accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if you I, get somebody that's really active, he can go back and forth with them. Dude, Michael Porter Jr. will get roasted because I follow him on a couple things, and he's always like trying to be like the next, like he's kind of like Kuzma ish, and he will get Dirk will roast him so bad in the locker room. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Hopefully, he'll roast him if he's good. If he comes in and he's not good, then <laughs> probably just leave him alone. <laughs> this is like leave him alone. So yeah, gonna, why do you why do you say Trey Young? I'm gonna go with Trey Young because. It everybody seems like they're against him right now, but yeah, that's me. Me, uh, that's me. It just seems like everybody's against him, but he has. I think he has the highest floor because he's he's gonna be able to shoot. He's gonna have some more space in in the NBA. He's gonna have, unless he goes to to Orlando, probably better teammates <laughs> than he had in college. Uh, I just think he's gonna be at a, a better system. He's gonna have the the team that picks Trey Young will probably gear that team around him. I don't think that'll be better for him. I'm kind of I'm kind of completely opposite on Trey Young than you are, and I like finding prospects that we are completely opposite on, because, and okay, so for me it's Gilgus Alexander, and I know that that is a uh, for some. I think he's Michael Carter Williams. No, man, I I love his game. I love his link six 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 eleven wingspan, nineteen years old. Just how this game is, he's not going to be a black hole anywhere. And I mean, he's got to work on this shot a little bit, but it wasn't like it was like broke. So it's him or Sexton for me. And I'm going to talk about Sexton a little bit later in this pod, but yeah, it's interesting that neither of us picked Sexton. Oh yeah, man. I I love Colin Sexton. I just, there's just something about Gilgis Alexander's game and his length and what he can do at the point guard spot that I really, really like. For me, there's a, (laughs) I know this is really getting bad on my, how down I am on Trey Young. 
I think it's a conversation. I think Elio Kobo, when it's all done, could be challenging Trey Young for that spot too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I I love Elio Kobo like a lot, but the, my thing with Trey Young is just I feel like he's just going to get completely like what teams are trying to do with Steph Curry. It's going to happen to Trey Young, and Steph Curry doesn't get enough credit for his defensive like his hands are really good. And Steph gets a lot of steals and gets his hands on ball and plays decent defense for his size, even though teams go after him. And I think Trey Young is just going to get roasted with that. So Probably. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, he's one of those guys that it depends so much on what team. He's kind of like the Bomba of guards for me. Yeah. Trey Young. To where, like, is he going to be – a super efficient high scoring point guard, or is he going to be DJ Augustine off the bench? You know, that's, yeah, that's the thing of like where, where he could go with it. But yeah, give me Gilgas Alexander. And I know it surprises some, but Sexton second and then Trey Young third. All right. Another question projecting into the future for me, which player has the best chance to be rookie of the year in their first year? And then which this is a two part question. And then which player has a chance to be MVP some time in the future? So, question: Who's going to be the best right away, and who's going to be the best long term? Um, Luka, Don- Luka Doncic on both. Ooh, yes, I think um, Luka will step in, and yeah, I think Luka should be Rookie of the Year. Depending, yeah, it's just kind of what it's just harder to project Luka a little bit based on his fit. Yeah. But I think he'll be a rookie of the year. I think Aiton will probably challenge it because he'll be in Phoenix and they'll kind of structure their system a little bit better around him. But And Aiton's probably going to average like 18 or 20 and 10 or something. Yeah. <laughs> rookie something season. Dumb. Something crazy. But On like 35% Lu- usage. Yeah, give me Luka on both. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree. Luka on, Luka on the MVP one, that's, that's when we did our uh, Luka profile. I picked him for sure. Rookie of the year, though. He's he's the guy that's gonna have the ball in his hands the most. Like you can see, maybe like a Trey Young going off. Like if Trey Young's in the in a great system and a great fit, and he just is you know lights it up from three, you can maybe make a case. But normally guys struggle from three when they first come into the NBA. Like you don't see a lot of like lights out rookies, <laughs> you know, from yeah. three. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'll guess I'll go boring. I'll go the same thing. Luca on both. Yeah, and like. I know I'm going to go completely contradictory out here, but like Trey Young is one of those dudes too, to where like he hits the right system and he comes out and just like is bombing threes. There's a all lot the time. of variance. A lot yeah, of variance. He, I mean, he could he could capture everybody's hearts with some crazy threes and all the shades of Steph Curry. He's not Steph Curry, but but yeah, I'll go with Luca on both MVP and Rookie of the Year. All right, give me a question, but let's uh, let's do uh, your next question, Isaac. Talk about uh, somebody that could surprise us, but let's do it right after this. All right, Isaac, give me another question. All right, so give me a guy that will be a, or could be a surprise top 10 pick. And if you don't have one of those guys, maybe Ooh. give me somebody that is like bottom of the first round that could go in that like late lottery that would really surprise people. So either either way you want to go with that. So a guy that... 
could be surprising if all of a sudden he goes in the top 10. Because right now the top 10 seems like it's pretty set, you know. Through the Bridges a lot of mocks brothers, are around the same. Through the Bridges brothers, Wendell Carter, Trey Young, or Colin Sexton, like the, all those guys, Porter, and then obviously the top six, like all those guys seem pretty much set. Um, man, that is tough. It's that's a very difficult question. Your guy, your guy, Lonnie I'm Walker. To, I'm trying to push somebody here. Yes, your, yes. Your guy, Lonnie Walker. I could see, and then Zaire Smith. I could see getting getting some love and maybe yeah. jumping up, jumping up to the top ten. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge Zaire fan. But I do love Lonnie Walker. I could see. I saw. I saw a mock. It might have been the ESPNs. They had him at ten, and I'm like, "Yes, welcome everyone. Welcome to the <laughs> Walker Island." Uh, I love Lonnie Walker, and I really think he'll be in contention for that nine ten spot uh, with New York and especially Philly. I think Lonnie fits perfect with Philly, and I like it a lot. Um, it was kind of weird. I think he has his own like film crew following him around at his like pro days because he like tweeted out today. This, yeah, like he tweeted out this video today. <laughs> you have to see it. It's like somebody on the court taping him at his like, and it's edited and like everything. It's kind of it's kind of cool, but it's kind of funny. But his vertical's crazy. Uh, Robert Williams is another guy I could see getting getting some love up up top. Okay, okay. Just, uh, I'll give you. I mean, it, I'll give you, it's hard to break into that group, though. I mean, you're you're getting yeah. picked over Miles Bridges, Wendell Carter, Trey Young. You know, one of those guys. And that that's difficult. I'll give you a guy that's in that's was projected in like the late first. That if he went in that fifteen to eighteen range, like Milwaukee, um, somewhere through there, and that's Kevin Herter from Maryland. Ooh, I've never even heard of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh watch out for him. I th- I think he will I think he will go. He will surprise some people how far. I think I did a mock last night. I said it for a while and mocked the whole first round and I put Kevin Herter at 17 to Milwaukee. Interesting. And yeah, 6-7 dude from Maryland could shoot the lights out. He 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 was like borderline and then I've heard he's got a draft he's got a first round promise. He decided to stay in the draft. Yeah. I'm a big Kevin Herter fan. So, another question for you, Isaac. Regardless of where the Mavs draft, they could, let's say they could get anybody in this draft. Who would excite you the most if the Mavs drafted him? So on draft night, I guess let's do this. It could be first or second round. So you, you this guy gets called by by uh, Adam Silver or uh, Mark Tatum, and all of a sudden you're like, yes, yes, like fist pumping and getting excited. Which guy would excite you the most? Okay, well at the at the top, two players. One, if they somehow pull off Luca, I'm gonna be pretty pumped about that. Just because Contrary to everything you've ever said ever. Cut. Hmm. Not <laughs> fake news. No, I was joking. <laughs> fake news. Um but I, I I guess I have to say Bamba. I just think it would just be really fun and like the fan base would be super excited. It would be fun to watch this guy come in with this massive wingspan, just the crazy, he looks dead up like Blinko from Space Jam <laughs> and just going to be like, he would, and he seems like a great dude to, and that like matters to us. I'm like, I like, I know it's like corny, but like to us, I like to see different personalities because we've interacted with some guys on the team that are not fun and are not fun to be around. Say names. As, Say names. Uh, no. And it's it's refreshing to see somebody 
uh, or at least have somebody in the locker room that you're comfortable talking around and like they're cool and just everything with that. So I'll say Bamba and you know Bamba and Luca. See, I would I don't think people would be super excited if they pick Bamba because that's who I expect them to take. I'll be excited if they get Jaron Jackson. Luca or Jaron Jackson, I'd be like, oh, he fell to them. Like, I'd be super excited. That's that's the guy that I'd be the most excited. Uh, well, you're higher on Jackson. I'll say this on the second round. If the 50-something pick, if we took Isaac Bonga, because I love him. That's your guy. Uh, yeah. I And it was funny because – okay, no, I can't say it. The Bonga, <laughs> he is – like, you know, he's not like my international second guy. He's everything you'd ever want in a brother. <laughs> Isaac, brother. Uh, no, I, I really like him a lot. And especially with that, like, 50-something. 33 would probably be a little too high. But if he's there, like, the 54th pick, whatever we have, I would be all about it. And I would, like, literally stand up and be like, guys, if we draft him <laughs> in, the, in our draft party. That'd be great. Okay, I have another question for you. On a sour note. Who's somebody in like that top ten discussion that could fall? And I'm not talking about like a Scalabissier fall to like the bottom of the first. I'm talking like yeah, somebody that it's like in the top ten that could fall to like fifteen to eighteen. Yeah, well obviously obviously the first name I thought of was Michael Porter Jr. I mean, we saw him in that, that ESPN mock fall fifteen fall to fifteen, which I think is ridiculous. But he's a guy I could definitely see fall. Um man, there that top that top seven is just so strong, it's hard to see anybody fall. Um, Mikael Bridges, I feel like for us, we're, we've been pretty high on him. And to see him go to like the Clippers at 12 or 13, to me, that would be like a fall. You know, you'd be like, man, like really? He went all the way down there or to, you know, like the Nuggets. If he went to the Nuggets, they would rejoice. But uh, yeah, like if that happened, I wouldn't be super surprised. Yeah. Okay. So you say Mikael Bridges? Yeah, Bridges or um, Michael Porter, obviously. Can Can you take a guess who I'm going to say? You know what? I'm going to go with Miles Bridges instead. Oh, okay. I think Miles That's Bridges a is a guy that could fall. He he's uh, Miles Bridges is one of the hardest dudes to mock because some people could love him. Like I could be totally worried about miles bridges and everything and then i have a conversation with charks and it's like okay well he just sold me he'll be like a top eight pick and uh but then i start like looking at him more and i'm like eh, no don't like him but uh um, your guy is jaron jackson though no i don't think he'll fall no okay. no 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 jaron jackson won't fall like i'm a believer in his talent i just and he's not gonna go okay no fall. your your actual guy is wendell carter yeah, my my dude's Wendell Carter Jr. I think there's a scenario in which he could drop down to the that Clippers double pick. I just he just doesn't have the lateral quickness as these other as these other bigs. And when you look at that those picks seven through ten or eleven, these guys got these teams got to ask themselves this question that we've talked about a thousand times before: Is it worth taking the risk on a big when you got some really quality wings and? Like, for me, it's just an – I mean, I know, like, I'm, we can all differ on opinions. But like, for me, it's a no-brainer to take Michael Porter Jr., to take Mikel Bridges, to take, like, you know, these guys over Wendell Carter Jr. Because, I mean, it's just – that's just not even a question for me. You have to have – the big has to be dynamic enough and be good enough at one thing or overall for you to warrant, you know, the wings – like, the bigs are being graded on a curve, really, because – 
you know, they need to be at a certain level. And then all of a sudden there's just this drop off. Like you have to be super, super good at one thing. If you're not yeah. in that top, you know, that top five range of those guys. So yeah, I, I guess I could see Wendell Carter falling, but I just feel like people are high on him. Uh, and somebody's going to take him. And it's, I think we might, somebody might take him and be too early and be like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, like like I, I I do not understand at all Orlando or Chicago. Yeah, him. yeah, that would be like, surprising to me. Chicago, come on, you got marketing. in. Don't like I can understand Bomba or Jackson with him, but don't play around with that. Get, grab Mikael Bridges or Miles Bridges or any of those wings at seven because you have Denzel Valentine right now as your small forward. So yeah, you need a small forward. <laughs> all right, Isaac. Uh, which player in the draft would you most want to have lunch with? You can sit down. You got an hour. You're going to wherever. You get to choose the place. Uh, or you can have the, the guests choose the place because that could be an interesting little wrinkle there too. Which which of anybody in the draft would you want to have lunch with? Well, this is kind of like a not fair pick. So you might you might want to make me pick somebody else because there's not really a guarantee that he will get drafted. I think he will. But I'm going with Theo Pinson uh, from North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Um, I love Theo Pinson. He's one of my favorite Tar Heels ever. So, uh, I mean, I could spend all day with him and talk to him about Chapel Hill and Carolina life. And is that, do is the that bird, a cheat? Do the birds really sing every morning there? Is it like – Do it- you go to class? Do you go to class and like when you show up, just everyone throws like rice or coins at you? <laughs> uh, is that is that a cheating answer? It's a cheating answer. Give me somebody else. Okay, I mean, give me somebody the okay. Mavs could draft. Oh well, give me Mo Bamba. I mean, he he seems like the coolest dude in the world. Uh, I'll say give me Lonnie Walker also because I've I've looked in a lot of him like personally, mm-hmm. and he's like a super like big nerd, and like he he was even talking <laughs> about like the Discovery Channel and stuff on the set with like ESPN like wait, watching, wait, the Disco- them. watching the Discovery Channel makes you a nerd. I would guarantee a lot of NBA players do not watch the Discovery Channel. No, they got a lot of time. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I like I like his personality. And Obama just seems like the coolest dude ever. And the conversations and interviews that you can watch of Mo talking about life. And I mean, Mo went to Sloan Conference. Mo, I mean, yeah, we've talked to everything. Dude. He seems like the coolest dude in the world. So, yeah. I mean, Mo, Theo Pinson or Mo Obama. I would go probably with Wendell Carter because he was in musical theater in high school and we would have stuff to talk about. He was in musical theater? Yep. Wow. I When I found that out, I was flabbergasted because I, – because, and I think I told this story on the podcast, but I'll tell it again. Uh, when I was in high school, we did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and I'm six foot three, and they did not cast me because I was too tall. That I did not, that I did not represent <laughs> what they wanted in a Peanuts character, and so they they picked this other guy. And what kind of roles are out there for a six ten dude that's, that's walking around? Like what what is he playing? That's what I want to know. So I would sit down and ask him what he's playing, how he thinks that affected you know basketball and how he put that together, and if he feels like the real modern day Troy Bolton. That's what I would ask him. Modern day Troy Bolton. <laughs> He'd probably laugh in your face. You would be the first person to him when he got to Dallas if he became a Maverick. Tell me how your uh, past roles in musical theater and what kind of community would you like to be a part of now that you're here in Dallas? 
that would be in his introductory press conference. <laughs> if he becomes a Maverick, you have to ask him that in the press conference. Oh, you'd be so sad, though. Don't, let's not talk about that. All right, Isaac, uh, give me another question. Um, man, somebody... All right, let's do this. Coming up next, Isaac and I will give you one player each that could have a Draymond Green type of impact on this Mavericks team and send them straight to the NBA Finals right after this. All right, so you can obviously never duplicate Draymond. And I'll admit, I know I'm in the minority, but I'm a part of the Draymond fan club. I probably have an officer position in the club. I absolutely love Draymond Green. You know I'm all about him. Um, this so this award has to it just holds his title because who is somebody that they could draft in the second round that could have that type of impact that could you could see potentially being a key part of their core <clears throat> and ironic enough this is somebody we haven't talked about a lot of people hadn't talked about a lot and I'm a big fan of his and he just kind of surprised some people and stayed in the draft it's Grayson Allen. It's not Grayson Allen. And, <laughs> um, but it's Omari Spellman for hmm. Villanova. I liked him a lot in the tournament. I thought I didn't think he was going to stay in the draft. And, but man, and it's funny because here I was, here I'm sitting there saying it's not about duplicating Draymond. But if there's a guy in the second round that I think reminds me a lot of Draymond, it's Omari Spellman. This dude played the center position for Villanova, but he's 6'9". So he'd be the Draymond type of four. But the dude shot 43% from three. And just a, a massive, a big old dude. He went head to toe with the other centers, you know, throughout the tournament and stuff. You know, they obviously won the title and everything. And dude has crazy hops. He can, you know, knock down the three, rebounds the ball really well. So he, he's just one of those guys. He's not going to be a first-rounder. He's staying in the draft for a reason, and I think he'll be a second-round pick that somebody will grab up and say, hey, let, let's put you in here as this small ball four or five type of guy, and I really like him a lot. And that, that's somebody I think could get a role on a team going forward. I wish that this was Gary Clark. I wish that you could, we could put that there because he has very similar qualities as well. You know, he has that. Well, Max. Yeah. I, just, I just gotta tell Max, man. He has Gary that Clark's size and build. He has the skills. Like he he can he can put the ball on the floor. He can he can shoot from the outside a little bit. Like you know he has all those things. He had a you know blocked a lot of shots. He you know, is this stole. your guy, Gary Clark? <laughs> Not my guy. Uh, I wish I could say it was him, but I honestly think Javon Carter. If Javon Carter gets on the right team, when when you're talking about a Draymond type. Uh, People just think, oh, we want that forward that can potentially play center that could also make plays and, and be a wing. Well, you can take that to the guard position as well. We have all of these point yeah. guards in the in the NBA, and there's not many guards that can guard these dudes. And if Javon Carter comes out and he can not, I mean, I mean he can shut down some of these guys. You put him on a team, and then all of a sudden you out, you're going and playing the the Trailblazers one night, and he just goes in and shuts down Damian Lillard. Then that changes your team. That changes your team, you know, completely. You can do so many different things if you're shutting down one of these guards, or if you're forcing Westbrook to do stuff that, you know, he doesn't normally like to do, or if you're, you know, forcing John Wall to just play completely out of his game. That that could be such a huge change for somebody that it could it could really change a franchise. I think. 
Yeah, I like him a lot. I mean, it was just yesterday that we were talking about second-round guards, and you know, I said, hey, if I had to name a second-round guard, that's going to be like logging playoff minutes for some team next yeah. year. It could be um, – He could have played in the him. game tonight. Yeah, he could have. He, he kind of reminds me of – I know this is really deep dive for some people, but like he reminds me of a younger Anthony Carter, if you remember him. Mm. Um, he was like a defensive point guard. He, both of them bald-headed, ironically. But <laughs> – um, but no, I yeah, I like Javon Carter a lot, and he he's a great pick for this spot or this question. Speaking of the finals, which of the players in the top ten? So we'll go with that uh, all the way to the Bridges brothers, and you can either throw Trey Young or Sexton in there. So I guess we're going eleven. Uh, which of the top ten or eleven could not play in the finals? Let's go through all of them, and we'll go one by one and say this guy we think could play in the finals. This guy would totally get <laughs> for what team run off the floor? Either one. <laughs> Because I think you can play any of them against Cleveland. Against them? Yeah, probably. Because anybody can guard Tristan. But. So, DeAndre Ayton, could he play in the finals or not? It's tough. I get. I hear the I hear the, the worry of that. I don't think this is, you know, like a deal-breaker question for him. But it's it's a fun question for us to talk about because everybody likes to throw us out there. Um, yeah, I think he could. I, I think he could. I think he could have a role, too. We, you saw what, you know – the X Factor Larry Nance Jr. was doing out there. He could do some of those things. He's not as quick as Larry Nance Jr., but I think he would. I think it would equal out if you know what I mean. Yeah, Luka Doncic. I think obviously. Yes. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think obviously too. Yes. Marvin Bagley. Think pretty. Yes. Pretty obviously, he's going to get maybe exposed on defense, but Mo-, Mo Bamba. Yes. I think Mo Bamba could too. I have no doubt about Mo Bamba. If you, I, I don't if, have any doubt. If you're doubt playing about JaVale it. and Kevon Looney and you're playing those guys, then you can definitely play Mo Bamba. Uh, Trey Young. Jordan Clarkson played 17 I, minutes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty, there, pretty obvious. There's, there's some worries for me on Michael Porter Jr., but. Let's just say if Michael Porter Jr. was completely healthy, I still don't know if I'd have him in my top four or five right now. Interesting. Anyway, come on. Interesting. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. No. You're, you're very stuck on that. I, I, I'm just a firm believer that he was more of the reason why they played zone than Bagley. And just, I, I just don't, I don't, I think he would just be brought out a lot. And. He would be that when you do that pick and roll, you're trying to get you're trying to get Wendell switched onto the the ball handler. Yes, and I think the I, like Bamba, I don't worry about. I think the only two that I would I would lean no on Wendell Carter, and then I could hear an argument for Aiden not being able to be on the floor right now. Mikael Bridges and Miles Bridges, we both think pretty pretty no doubt. pretty obviously yeah. could. Uh, and then go let's Colin Sexton. I think he probably could too. Yeah, and we're talking eventually down the road. We're not like day one they could go and play in that that game yeah for sure there we go uh, i mean like bagley could do what looney's doing right now so yeah oh for sure which looney isn't doing like that bad no he's not he, i thought like especially in houston when he get isoed out i feared for his life but he, he guarded james harden pretty dang well yeah he's earning some money these playoffs and isn't it Pat, wild Pat, that isn't it wild that they declined his fourth year option? Yeah, they declined his fourth year option, so they wouldn't really, they wouldn't have to pay him. And then now he's playing in the finals. 
Yeah, Sacramento's going to give him like 15 a year. Uh, what about Pat, future Maverick McCall? He did. He played as well. Yeah, he did. I like Pat McCall. I want us to go get him really bad. Um, all right, you ready for my last question? Go. Last question for me, kind of like the same Draymond, so it doesn't have to be like this big of an impact, but who could be like the Donovan Mitchell of this draft? Like who could be not – there's not going to be a Donovan Mitchell, so don't sure. get that twisted. But who could be somebody picked after 10? Let's just say that after 10, that when we look at it a year from now, we could be saying, man, Atlanta, Memphis, Dallas, any of those teams to there really, you know – messed up or not really messed up but like any of those teams could have picked this guy and that they could have some regrets just like what we're doing with donovan mitchell right now yeah uh the first name that came to my mind was kevin knox because we've seen some of these kentucky guys come out of this system come out of being stuck with all of these dudes now not that they had a super stacked team this year but that you know cal has to play all of these guys because he gave all of them he gave all of them guarantees that they're going to get a certain amount of minutes and actually play and all this stuff and uh, he could be a guy that comes out like a Carl Anthony Towns, like a Devin Booker. Like, remember Devin Booker coming out in the draft? He was drafted like 13th. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I made fun of him. Listen, I, I hate on Kentucky all the time because I'm a Tario fan from Kentucky <laughs> and all my friends are Kentucky fans. And listen, everybody was joking at the beginning of Booker's career, he's the next Clay Thompson. I'm like, stop that bull crap. But it's because Cal didn't run pick and rolls with him at Kentucky. Yeah. They just said, hey, just be a spot up shooter. And I'm like, the crap you just didn't know booker and then he gets into the league now he's running pick and rolls and he's like killing 70 and i've ate my words with that like i i know i was wrong with devin booker i didn't think he would be this good so yeah so a guy like that that is was in a uh situation where he may not have been able to to shine so much yeah and i like kevin knox too i mean our latest mock i had him at nine to the knicks and it's him or lonnie it's him and lonnie walker that i think could surprise some people on draft night. Like if both of those players go above Wendell Carter Jr., it would not surprise me one bit, but I think it would shock a lot of people. Yeah, especially uh, Jay Billis. <laughs> Jay Billis, please. Let me give you my um, last – oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say my, mine is Colin Sexton. I think if – I think there's a scenario in which Sexton get, gets picked like after 10, and if somebody like the Clippers pick him and give him the reins, like if he goes to a system to where they give him the reins to the offense like Donovan <laughs> Mitchell – I am all about him, man. He he plays with so much tenacity, and I tweeted out a couple of gifs of him today, and just like of his his ability to run the point already. There's that that one game everybody goes back to to where that team they were playing, and like Alabama lost like a couple players anyway. They had to go three on five, and he was one of the yeah. three players, and he's like almost won the game for him, and he he could surprise a lot of people next year. It just, it just, it's like a lot of things depends on where he goes. Basketball is so amazing, but the fact that that happened is just the best. <laughs> yeah, for real. Totally forgot about that. All right. Last question for you before we leave, which of the top 10 are most likely to bust Isaac? I'll just, I'll just let you name like one or two names. Um, okay. Well, Trey Young, if I want to say that, um, just with, yeah, everything with that. I mean, he could. It just it kind of depends on what your definition of bust is. Is him being in the league to, for ten years, and you saying, "Oh, he can't be a bust then," or you know, him being well. People say Kwame Kwame Brown was obviously a bust, but he was in the league like twelve years. Yeah, so like that, it just depends on your definition of bust. But I'm gonna go with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, that one to me is pretty. That's the Greg Godin kind of one. 
Yeah, and and you know what? It's a little bit past the injury to of is he could he be like a Rudy Gayish of the six ten that people fall in love with and like oh my gosh they want to crown him the next Durant, but he just doesn't. Well, I don't want to like pass anything on him yet, but yeah, I I think he could just be a score and not a playmaker. Yeah, you got to do some a, other stuff. Yeah, and it could turn into a Rudy Gay situation to where we keep on saying, not Jeff Green, like Rudy Gay, and say, oh, man, he's going to be really good. Keep on another year, another year, another year. And we look back like eight years, and he's he's Rudy Gay, which is okay. But Rudy Gay was really good for the Grizzlies for a while, and they just decided to move on from him. Yeah. My guy is Marvin Bagley. Oh, no, don't do that, Nick. He's not going to buzz. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I just think it's possible. Man, I think he could be the best player in the draft when it's all over. I'm ready for him to be on the Mavericks, and I'm ready for him to be super good when he is. But if he's not, then I'm going to be – I'm not going to be super surprised. No, I'm all about – man, situation depends so much. If he gets stuck in Sacramento or Atlanta, that's going to be tough. Yeah, like – when you look at situations for some of these guys, like let's just take Luca for for example, and we you know I, we both say rookie of the year, future MVP, possibly whatever. Like, what if he does go to Memphis, and he goes to Memphis, and they just make him another guy? Like yeah, he's not going Con- rookie of the year in Memphis. Like it's still Conley and Gasol. They still run everything through them, and he's just a secondary playmaker. And like he still puts up decent points, but it's not like his show. I feel like some people could look at that and be like, man, look at Doncic. Remember when everybody thought he was going to be like the next savior of the world, next <laughs> LeBron? And it's like that would be kind of unfair, you know? Like he could win and he would be in the playoffs, but would he be this like alpha dog that what some people think he could? And so that's what, you know, situation stuff. Or he could be like Rondo going to that yeah, Celtics he's, team. He's <laughs> one of those guys. He's been playing with, a, you know, grown men since he was 15. So he, he could be one of those guys that steps in and goes, I don't give a crap. I'm going to play. I'm going to play my game. You guys brought me here for that reason. And I'm, I'm just going to go play. And he ends up doing it anyway. Yeah. I mean, except this is NBA and not EuroLeague. And Mike Collins making 30-something million a year. True. So true. That them, true. you know, it's all about bucks now. So, no, yeah, crazy. it's just situation and like you know whoever goes to like Orlando, <laughs> like what yeah. is is that good or bad? And then you look at like a system like Dallas. Like what if Doncic goes to Dallas and man, they're like this offense that you could roll through. Like what if Bamba? You know we've talked about Bamba. Bamba's like the prototypical thing to where like if Bamba goes to Atlanta, I'm super worried and I'm worried because I like him and I feel like everyone will call him a bust because yeah. he's gonna struggle there. They don't have the playmakers. They don't have all this stuff. But if he goes to Dallas, I think he's going to be the best version of himself, and he, I think he's going to kill it in a system like Dallas. So fit means the world when it comes to these draft picks. Fit means everything, and we're so glad that you found a fit with the Locked On Mavs. <laughs> Somebody tweeted at me during this podcast and said, are you guys recording a podcast for Friday? You know what? You can tell We that, are. You can tell that person, yes. You are. You are listening to it right now. Luffy, Arturius Gregor, Gregor. That dude really makes sure that we have podcasts. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> I like this dude. All right, shout out to Max Levy, dude. 
Bro, I have contemplating blocking you so many times <laughs> because I wake up literally every morning and I have like four tweets for me. And if you ever respond to, if I ever respond to you, you have to respond back with like five tweets. You like my, you like my father-in-law, my father-in-law, my wife's dad. When I text him and we have a conversation, he'll never put it all in one text. It's like, hey, send. What are you doing? Send. Uh, is it hot in Texas? Send. It's like send, 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 and it's like ding, 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 ding. Anyway, that's why I joked with this Max dude today. I'm like, well, here comes the Max tidal wave of tweets. But anyway, so shout out to you, the biggest Gary Clark, Kobo. Anyway, I don't go Warriors. I think they play again over the over the over the weekend. Yeah, go, go eh. Draymond. Eh. Thanks for listening yeah. to Locked On Max. Peace out. Mo Bamba Monday. Boom. Mo Monday. Mo Monday. Mo problem.